Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Today, we're going to dive in and tackle dating during or after divorce. And whether you do it during your divorce or after your divorce, that is totally up to you, my sister. Sometimes divorces last a really long time. And this specific beginning dating is for anybody, no matter where you are in your divorce or on your healing journey. So I want to talk about dating because I find so many women doing it unintentionally. A lot of women go out there and they're just trying to fill that void and that empty space they're feeling, and they're doing it with the next warm body. And that is not okay, my sister. Most women our age just do not have good dating experience because we've come out of a marriage that was 20 or 30 years long. And we think, oh, we can just jump back in the saddle and dive right back in. But sadly, for most of us, the last time we were dating was in high school or college. And guess what? (laughs) We didn't really do it with any skill or dating savvy back then either. We might have been liked by somebody because they showed interest in us and they chose us. And that's why we dated them. But we are not going to do that as grown women, as high value women. We are not going to leave our love life to chance. You may have unconsciously attracted somebody to you before and stuck with them. Do not make that mistake again, sister. You have an opportunity to raise the bar. You have an opportunity to be the designer of your amazing dating life that leads to the love of your life. The man that meets all of your criteria that you could possibly put out there into the world. And don't let anybody tell you that you're too picky. You are never too picky. There are never too many qualities of an amazing man for you to put on your list. But you might be too impatient and too unwilling to take risks in order to hold out for him. So we're going to tackle that right now. And I call this episode Beginning Dating because I really want to focus on what it looks like for a beginner to get ready for dating. Obviously, after a divorce or a long-term relationship, we've got some work to do on ourselves before we are date ready. But first, I want to debunk a few myths. I know a lot of counselors and well-meaning friends out there that say things like, you should be alone for at least a year before you date. And nobody but you can really determine when you're ready and what that timeline should look like. And there's no better time to get date ready than right now. To be date ready means you're going to build your confidence. You're going to be financially independent. You're going to have values and morals that shape your character and you don't bend on those things. Also, being date ready means you're willing to pass somebody up simply because he does not check all the boxes and curl your toes. No more settling for the wrong guy or the one who's simply not a match for you. Now, another myth is women saying to themselves they deserve a Prince Charming 
in this very entitlement sort of way, but not being willing to create those same qualities in themselves and really bringing themselves up to the level that can attract an amazing Prince Charming. And like attracts like. If you're not at his level, you're going to waste away trying to attract him. I am all for women setting the bar high. They can want a man that has a litany of amazing qualities, like a, a secure career, healthy habits, a charming smile. He's honest and has integrity and he's kind to others. But in order to fill that tall order, you need to be that. Dating because you're bored and lonely is not going to make you an interesting date. Bored and lonely is not healthy. Both of these things need to be fixed before you can attract a good guy. Otherwise, you're just going to attract more bored and lonely. Think about it. The drug addict is not going to attract a brain surgeon. See what I'm saying? Okay, the last myth I'm going to bust right here is that you need to try to please the man to get the man. Hell no. A healthy, confident man wants a healthy, confident woman. And if you waver on who you are in order to try and show up as what you think he wants you to be, you're going to be a people pleaser. And good guys, the really amazing guys, do not want this. They're not trying to rescue somebody. If you are trying to conform and shapeshift yourself and squish yourself into the box of what you think he wants, you're going to show up as self-conscious and really unsure of yourself. These attributes are going to attract a low-quality guy. And I hear so many women who say they were married to a narcissist. All these women have one thing in common. They were people-pleasers. They were trying to make everyone else happy to their own detriment. Knowing who you are and what you stand for and being a unique individual is what's going to attract the perfect guy to you. But trying to be all things to all guys is going to repel the right guy because he's not attracted to nice or amiable. He's attracted to sexy. And sexy is the woman who proudly claims her opinions and her passions and is busy with her fun life. So, for example, let's just say there's a woman and she loves to play in a pickleball league. She's passionate about her career as a telecom sales rep. She has regular dates with her girlfriends to drink margaritas. And she has a great dane that she shows in dog agility competitions. She loves to go out on outdoor adventures with meetup groups. She's going to be a hell of a lot more interesting and sexy and fun to talk to than the woman who has nothing to share because she's dating out of boredom and loneliness. Getting a life and raising the bar on yourself is truly the first step to getting the man of your dreams. You have to bring it to attract it. No matter who you are or what you like doing, you need to create a robust and fulfilling life. When you have that, your need and desire for a man subsides, and when the need subsides, you are much more capable of having a longer-lasted, connected relationship that is free of resentment. The last myth I'm going to bust for you today is that you need to please the man to get the man. No way. 
The last myth I'm going to bust for you today is that you need to please the man to get the man. No way. The confident, healthy man wants a confident, healthy woman. And if you waver on who you are, you're going to show up to a guy like a people pleaser, someone who's willing to conform who she is to try and fit in to what she thinks he wants. Conforming and shape-shifting women show up as self-conscious and unsure of themselves. And these attributes attract low-quality men, guys who want to come and rescue you. And a lot of times those men show up with narcissistic qualities. And I hear so many women who say that they were married to a narcissist. All these women have a big thing in common. They were people pleasers. They were always trying to make everyone else happy to their own detriment. So knowing who you are and what you stand for and being a unique individual is what's going to attract the perfect guy to you. But you trying to be all things to all guys is going to repel the right guy because he's not attracted to nice and amiable women. He's attracted to sexy, and sexy is a woman who proudly claims her opinions and her passions, and she's busy having fun in her life. She doesn't need him. So for example, think of a woman who loves playing pickleball in the pickleball league, and she's passionate about her career as a telecom sales rep. She has regular margarita dates with her girlfriends, and she has a great Dane and shows her dog in agility competitions, and she loves to go on outdoor adventures with meetup groups. This woman is going to be a hell of a lot more interesting and sexy and fun to talk to than the woman who has nothing to share because she's dating out of boredom and loneliness. Do you see what I'm saying here? Are you picking up what I'm putting down, ladies? Getting a life and raising the bar on yourself is the first step to getting the man of your dreams. You have to bring it to attract it. No matter who you are or what you like doing, you need to create your robust and fulfilling life. When you have that, your needs and desire for a man subsides. And when that need subsides, you become more attractive to the good guy. You become more capable of having a long-lasting, forever, and connected relationship free of resentment. And I say free of resentment because if you're needy and you need a man to entertain you and he wants to go fishing with his buddies all weekend, he's going to resent you for not letting him go. But if you have a fulfilling life, you're going to be like, go have fun because you're going to have girl weekends too. Now, the most amazing thing about this is dating from desperation and need is really going to attract predatory men. They see people pleasers and empaths, and they want that because they get to sit back and do nothing while the woman, they get to sit back and do nothing while the poor woman goes to work to try to please him and try to make him happy. It's exhausting. I meet so many great women who are successful at work, but they're lacking in the life department. And as I record this episode, we are going through COVID-19 pandemic. So helping women get out of their comfort zone to create more fun in their life is pretty hard right now, but it can be done. 
there are things you can do to up-level no matter what the circumstances are. So what can you do to become the image of your most high-valued self? Is it paint again and you haven't picked up a paintbrush since you were in college? Do it. Watch some Bob Ross YouTube videos and start painting because there is going to be a time where you can get back out into the real world and take a painting class and up-level your new skill and meet new people. Maybe you want to get healthy. Start doing something physical, if, even if it's just walking your dog and tracking your steps on your fitness watch. Anything you do to get out your front door or be creative is going to build your character. It's going to make you a more interesting person. In order to have a life you love, you have to create a life you love. And it never happens on your couch. So you really need to be willing to get outside of your comfort zone and try everything. People who just sit there and say, well, I don't know what I like. I'm like, okay, well, go try everything. Do it all. And some things you're not going to want to do again. Some things you will, right? One more thing that's going to help you as a beginning dater is to be self-reflective about your past relationships. Know all the ways that you contributed to the downfall of those relationships. This is going to help you grow When you self-reflect and you're willing to own your own mistakes, you're more likely not to make them again in the next relationships. So for example, if you were really shut down and you never spoke your truth in your last relationship to get your needs met, that's people-pleasing behavior and it can only hurt you. So to evolve, be the woman that makes sure she speaks her mind, speaks her truth, gets her own needs met and is able to admit when she's wrong and really be willing to be vulnerable about something that like weighs heavy on your heart. Vulnerability is sexy. It's also what we love to see in a high quality guy. I love a guy that can admit when he's wrong and talk about his faults. It means he's taking ownership of it and he's willing to change all of that. Guys that are not willing to change are the ones that are blaming everybody else outside of them for everything that's gone wrong in their life. So what isn't sexy is being worried that we're too fat, too plain, too dumb, or too old to be getting out there and getting a good man. Trust me, dating is not an athletic competition. It's not just the fit, young, sexy athletes that have dating success. You can be a couch potato who needs to lose weight for your own health. But let's just say you're willing to get outside, walk the dog, track your steps, and just enjoy being outdoors and in the wilderness, experiencing some fresh air. This is moving your life forward. This is getting outside and enjoying nature. Sitting on the couch is not. And no, people come in all shapes and sizes. Being confident in your own skin is not an outside job. It's not about changing your body or what you look like. Confidence doesn't happen when you finally lose weight. Confidence is simply the fact that you know that what you do, what you say, what you want, what you feel matter and deserves to be heard. Self-consciousness comes when you're constantly worried about what other people think. You're fearing their disapproval. This is really destructive, and honestly, most of the time, people don't care what you do, but we think they do, and there's always going to be haters out there that don't support you. 
Most people, most of the time, are thinking about themselves and they're not even noticing you. The confident woman doesn't care what other people think. She's going to wear what she feels like, whether it's a plunging neckline or tight jeans and her favorite t-shirt. She's going to rock that look because everything about her exudes happiness in her life, and she doesn't need somebody outside of her to validate or fulfill her. Guys want to be a part of that. She is magnetizing strong, confident men to her. So ladies, if you want to feel the feeling of a high-value woman, it is time to raise the bar on yourself. It's not enough to just crush it at work when you work from home and then spend your downtime on the couch. You need to create a life that you enjoy. Now that you fully understand what it means to up-level yourself, I want to talk about what it means to up-level the men you date. It's like if you're trying to get from A to B, having a detailed roadmap for where you are and where you're going is going to help you get to your destination. It's the same for dating. You need to create a list of all of the things you want in a man and raise the bar. And I'm going to introduce this concept. I had a client one time who said she was filling her man funnel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that so much. I'm running with it. So I want you to think of dating as a huge funnel with a bunch of layers of filters. At the very top of the funnel, it's the widest. And you're going to fill it with being social. So all people go into the top of the funnel. And what's so cool about this is you might meet a guy and not have any chemistry, but your next husband could be his best friend or coworker. So that's why at the top of the funnel, you're just filling it with people. You're getting social and you're getting to know everyone. Some women decide to do online dating. And I think this is a great way of getting more people in your top of funnel, but I don't want it to be the only way you meet people because a lot of times when you're online dating, you spend your time at home in sweatpants on a computer looking at men and not actually getting out there and interacting with them. So let online dating be just one tool. And I do love it because you can eliminate a lot of guys just based on their profile and you can get through more men faster. And don't let what other people say about online dating deter you. There's always going to be somebody who had a bad experience with anything. It's kind of like pregnancy. As soon as you announce you're pregnant, all of the horror stories come out of the woodwork, right? Same thing with dating. Everybody has a horror story. You get to create your own experience. And by being savvy and smart about it, you're not going to have any of those horror stories. So in beginning dating, you're filling the top of funnel and you're getting out there and you're being social. You might get online, meet a few guys, and then eventually you're going to decide who you're going to drop through that next filter. These are going to be the guys that you might actually communicate with, have a Skype date with, maybe even a coffee date. And I love mini dates because... You're actually getting to know the person and finding out if you have any chemistry. Now, at the next level of the funnel might be the guys that you're actually interested in. You're getting farther down the funnel. Now, these might be the guys you really want to date. And please know that some guys might respond to you positively and some guys might just ghost you. Do not make it mean anything about you. Don't make it mean you're rejected. 
All it means is he might have been farther down somebody else's funnel. Don't make it mean anything about you. So start building your dating card with guys that you want to connect with on the phone, on a mini date, or even on a real date. Meanwhile, while you're building your dating funnel, you are also creating your must-haves and red flags lists. When I came out of divorce, I really didn't know what it was I wanted in a guy. So I started to collect attributes of guys that I dated. And this way, I was able to create a huge list of all of the things that I wanted in my ideal partner. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to be dating, you're going to be social, and you're going to start finding the qualities that you want in a life partner that you can add to the list. While you do that, you also must know what your red flags are, and this is another list. Red flags are deal breakers, and some of the universal red flags are like a guy who's unemployed or underemployed. Maybe he's addicted to anything like alcohol, drugs, gambling, porn, right? You know, one of my biggest pet peeves was guys that were either looking at their phone while they were on a date with me or kind of hiding their phone. Like there's something popping up and he doesn't want me to see it, right? I don't like secretiveness. And to me, that was a red flag. Another red flag is guys who would talk really horribly about their ex-wives and blame her for anything. Um, A must-have would be a guy that was able to talk about his ex-wife but own his part and why the relationship went bad. And what I love about that is he's owning his part. He is willing to talk about it and be transparent and honest. And I think that takes a lot of courage and that is sexy. Ladies, you have an opportunity to start over and really find the man of your dreams this time. Do it by raising the bar on yourself. When you are healthy, happy, and whole, and you know how to manage your emotions, you are going to attract someone that is also healthy, happy, and whole and can manage his emotions. And that amazing guy is going to be the one that falls all the way down through the bottom of your filter. So I want you to think of dating as math. The more men you meet, the better chances you have to meet a really good quality guy. And some guys are going to be a subtraction. They might subtract themselves right out of the equation. And that's okay. Don't make it mean anything about you. You're looking for the one guy that is all in with you. Okay, now because I love metaphors, I'm going to say it like this. If you want an amazing light fixture for your dining room, you're not going to go to Walmart and pick from the three they have. You're going to go to Lighting World, and you're going to have a huge giant warehouse full of a variety of light fixtures to choose from. You're going to walk through and look at all of them. You're going to pick some up. You're going to look closely at them, and you are going to find the one that is perfect and meets all of your criteria. It has the perfect amount of bulbs. It has a design that matches your interior decor, all of these things. You're going to find the perfect light fixture and it's the right size and everything. This is what it means to have variety to choose from. So go fill that funnel, ladies. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening.